Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey everybody, I'm Joel the Breeze Man, and Mike the Cap Kapler is with me. This is Growing in Grace, and we've got some uh, grace talk, some stuff to be talking about in regards to grace. Believe it or not, the name of our program, Growing in Grace, we've even thought about changing our names to Grace. Grace Kapler and Grace Breezeke, <laughs> but that wouldn't really sound all that right, though, so we scrapped that idea. Yeah, we do need a new podcast name, though. I mean, actors use them, and you know, writers use them. They have pen names. We we need podcast names. Oh, I thought you meant rename the podcast, but you no, just mean no, rename no. ourselves for the podcast. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's all about us now. Yep, that's right. I think in this day and age, we just need a single name because people was just one name. You know, Madonna and Cher. And, <laughs> have you, you know. ever stopped to think? This is completely off anything <laughs> we're going to be talking about, but. Has it ever occurred to you? It has to me once in a while, and then it just gets too big for my brain, and I move on. But uh, when you stop and think about all the different names that are out there, where did they all come from? <laughs> that, that, that's that's kind of weird. I mean, it's a lot some, of names out there. Yeah. And then for a person to become known just by one name, <laughs> <laughs> we've got better things to talk about, don't we? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are saying, hey, no, no, keep this up. I love yeah. this stuff. I can relate to this stuff. <laughs> Just quit quoting chapters and verses. I don't get that. <laughs> well, if we do quote chapters and verses, we'll make sure we don't do it in context. So that will make it even <laughs> yes. more interesting. Yes. So that you can relate to what we're talking about. So that's, <laughs> that's what you've been hearing all of your life. We'll try to keep that up. We're actually going to build a new doctrine this week. We're going to take some words and <laughs> just make our own doctrine. Not. That's not hard to do. <laughs> but yeah, some really good stuff. You know, a lot of people have the question where they stand with God. A lot of people really do seriously have that question. They don't know what God thinks of them. They don't know where they stand with God. Usually it's based upon two misconceptions. Well, we talked about misperceptions and misconceptions a few weeks ago, but here are two of them that people have. One, they don't understand who God is, and uh, they don't understand how God sees them. They have this perception of, of God as someone who is waiting for them to change before he'll accept them, and so their life is based upon their performance. It's based upon what I need to do to change in order for God to accept me and to approve of me, when all the while, everything has already been done for you to have God's acceptance of you. God already accepts you, and it has nothing to do with your performance, but it has everything to do with his love for you, and it has to do with the blood of Jesus. So uh, if you want to hear some good news, uh, keep on listening. We won't get into people's names and stuff like that. We're going to be talking about some good news about God's grace. <laughs> well, there is one name we want to keep lifted up. That's right. Uh, yes, in the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. But um, listen, have you ever been to a, uh, a bank or some sort of lending institution? You're, you're trying to acquire a loan. The loan is required usually because uh, 
you don't have enough money or you don't want to spend all your money to, to purchase something, whether it's a house or a car, something of value. And so you go to try to get a loan to get approved. And in some cases, you might become pre-approved. But if you're approved, it's usually because the lender thinks that you have something of value or worth equal to your purchase and uh, that they could acquire that thing that is worth something if you were unable to pay your debt, you know, collateral. Well, in Christ, God has already approved of you. Joel is asking, you know, a lot of people are thinking, I'm not really sure where I stand with God or what he thinks of me. Hopefully by the end of this podcast, we can help break through some of that. God has. (laughs) I'm telling you, there's people who go to church all their life who will not hear some of what we're about to share with you. This shouldn't be a a trade secret. (laughs) God has already approved of you, but not because of your ability to pay back a debt. You know, you've done things wrong, right? We all have, of course. Um, That's why Jesus came. But you see, God knows you can't pay that debt back. He's known it all along. Uh, He's not surprised by this. He's he's not expecting anything, anything from you. There's no way that we could owe God something that we could actually afford to pay back. You see, because you have value in the eyes of God. You are worth so much. And because we are now found in Christ, God literally took us. He took you and placed you in the body of Christ while he was on the cross interceding for us, taking our place, taking our punishment for us. He took it. He became sin. He didn't just die for our sins. He literally became sin for us. And so you have this value and worth, you see, because God paid the debt that we had, and he did it not with money, but with his blood. And God placed you in Christ, and now you are one with him. You are one with Jesus Christ. And because he has been approved by God, you are also approved by God, apart from anything that you have ever done, you see, because forgiveness took care of all of the wrong that could have occurred before you were born, during the time of your wrong action, and any future thing that could go wrong. The blood of Jesus is a one-time, this was a one-time sacrifice that took care of everything. So, you see, you're pre-approved. It's something that people who are, are looking for um, acquiring something, Joel, that, that's that's a phrase they like to hear. Yeah, pre-approved. And the good news there with that pre-approval, with God already approving of us, and, and just with God's approval of us in general, is that it's not alone. You know, he, he's not just loaning us his approval, but it's a gift. It's a gift that he has freely given us. He freely paid for it. You know, Jesus freely shed his blood. He did it because God so loved the world. He, he did it because God so loved us, not because, again, not because of anything that we'd done or not because he, like you were saying, kept not because he expected us to pay back some debt someday, but it's completely and fully a gift and that treasure that we are, indeed we are, we have value, and again, our value isn't based upon what we do or don't do. God doesn't value us because we do good, and he doesn't devalue us or think of us as unworthy because we do bad, but Jesus said it well in in a, a couple of parables. He said the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid and for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys the field and again the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls that when he had found one pearl of great price 
went and sold all that he had and bought it. Now, a lot of times people in the church think that we are the ones who are buying this treasure hidden in the field. You know, Jesus is the treasure, and, and we need to buy that treasure, and that Jesus is the pearl of great price, and we need to sell all that we have so that we can have Jesus. But it's really the other way around. We are the treasure hidden in the field. Jesus gave his life for us. We're the pearl of great price. Jesus shed his blood so that our sins would be in remission and taken away. Jesus paid the price because we are treasured by God so greatly apart from anything we've ever done. And so that is something that we really need to grasp and understand. You know, God treasures us not based upon what we do, but just because he loves us. Yeah, and I'm looking in Colossians chapter 1. The Father has qualified us to be partakers. He has qualified us. He has, you are qualified, and it's because of him, not because of what you do. Uh, He has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of the light, and he has delivered us something that's already been done, not what he's going to do, but he has already delivered us from the power of darkness and translated Mm. us into the kingdom of of the son of his love. That's good news for you and me. That's really good news. And part of um, the way that that works is that we died, like you said, Cap, we were placed into Christ's body on the cross, and and we were resurrected with him as well. Galatians 2, 19 through 21, I love this. You know, it says, I through the law died to the law that I might live to God. So in order to live to God, we had to die to the law. But then it goes on, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I did not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. Now, some people think that that's only about becoming righteous. We had to die to the law in order to become righteous, but then once we're in Christ, (laughs) people want to put us back under the law. But this here says that we died, and the life that we have is no longer our own life. I no longer live. But my life now is Christ in me. Christ is my very life. It's not just that Christ is in my life and that I'm in Christ, but we are one. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says that we are one spirit with him. So we're inseparable. We're inseparable. God's not going to dwell in a person he doesn't approve of. He dwells in you because he approves of you. He came to live in you because he loves you and approves of you and accepts you. And so that's uh, some good news that we really need to cling to and get our hearts established in. Yeah, and you came upon a very important thing there, Joel, because it's going to be very difficult for people to come to a place of walking in true freedom in Christ and experiencing the, the joy that comes with that unless they begin to realize, and this is something we're all growing in, I think, but come to realize that it's not just, as you said, Joel, it's not just Jesus in your life. He literally has become your life. And our bodies now, our physical bodies, are simply containers of this divine nature, of this new identity that we have of, of righteousness, holiness, forgiveness, purity, patience, kindness, and all these, all these great attributes that God has poured into us. Now God is, is desiring for us to let them flow out. It's, it's not just significant in and of itself that we have these things, but 
You see, the reason we're still here is so that these things can flow out of us. Otherwise, we might as well just go to heaven now. <laughs> okay? Because, mm-hmm. but, we're, but we're here for a reason. That God wants to, you know, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wants his will to be done on the earth through us, the body of Christ. And that happens through the outflow of his life through us instead of us trying so hard to somehow be qualified or, or to you know put our efforts into things from a legalistic perspective it, it's all about something that he's already done and and now wants to, the life that has been given to us to flow out that's right we've already been given a new identity we're not working towards earning a good identity and a good standing with God, but we already have that good standing with God and that new identity. And that life indeed is what is poured out of us in our day-to-day lives. Again, not trying to attain anything, but because he's already given it to us freely. And uh, something else that we have in Christ is called an inheritance. Now, many people think that this inheritance that we have from God is something that we'll receive way off of the future, sometime when we die or when Jesus returns or whatever. But The inheritance that we have isn't just for the future, but it's for the here and now. We're going to talk about that inheritance that's in the here and now next week, right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.